Hey, all you beauties, and welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. I am Jen, the host and creator of this show. If you are a mama, an entrepreneur, or someone who wants to be the best they can be, all while holding that mama fort down and not forgetting yourself in the process, then this podcast is for you. You can find out more or connect with us over at coffeeandconcealerpodcast.com or on Instagram. So go pour a hot cup of coffee and let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Coffee and Concealer Podcast. It is Saturday. I know every day is feeling like the same day over and over again, but I am joined today by Allie Kazakoff, who is actually out of Red Deer, Alberta, and we are going to chat all things kind of mama, business, um, and balancing it all. Um, I know it's hard to keep track of the days, but how are you guys holding up and how are you feeling, Allie? Oh my gosh. Like you said, it definitely feels like Groundhog Day, (laughs) but it's like, it's weird. My businesses have really... One of them has struggled a little, mm-hmm. but one of them's really taken off. So while all this is going on and all these adjustments of when we thought we'd just be watching movies and whatever, I'm like trying to keep up with work. So it's just, it's a weird transition. Everything's changing right now. <laughs> oh gosh, I hear you. Um, and you are also pregnant with your third. So how many weeks are you now? Oh gosh. With the third one, you lose track. I don't know, 22 maybe, somewhere in there. I think 22. That's insane. And um, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Um, You're like the golden trimester? (laughs) Yeah, like I'm going through those uh, days where – I'm just exhausted, but you just Mm got to trudge on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So that's the point I'm at. (laughs) Perfect. And with two other kiddos, how old are your other kiddos? Three and a half and just about one and a half. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You're a handful. You are a busy mama. Yeah. Awesome. (laughs) Well, why don't we start by telling everybody who you are and what you are doing for a business? Sure. Yeah. So I'm, like you mentioned, Allie from Allie Unfiltered, which was a blog I started almost four years ago when I was pregnant with my first. Mm Um, when I was on mat leave with him, I, um, was dreading going back to work, but knew I had to. So my mat leave ended and I pitched to an event company, this marketing proposal, cause I had, um, my postgraduate degree in marketing. So I pitched them this marketing proposal. They hired me, gave me what I thought was a good salary, but in hindsight, it was actually pretty much minimum wage. <laughs> and I went to work and within a week or two, it went from kind of that marketing role and really started transitioning into, doing jobs people didn't want to do around the office. Mm. And it was a two hour commute home. And it it got to a point where I was just like, I'm wasting my time being at a job I hate, taking time away from my son. Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. So I spent that um, next little bit kind of going through my head about how I, I can't work for someone I were and I hate the job, didn't love my boss. And we got pregnant again. And as that mat leave was coming up, I knew that finishing that mat leave, I could not go back to a job like that. So I, that's when I launched, um, Hudson a heart and it's a small, um, teething toy accessory kind of line. And, um, when I was 
had my first son, I knew that all the teething toys that I was finding at like Toys R Us and stuff were these like bright, flashy colors. And that's just not my thing. So I was like, why don't I just create the product I want? Mm -hmm. So I started that small shop, Hudson a Heart, and started doing markets through that. (laughs) Through that, I attended one particular market called the Mom Market, Mm -hmm. and I met the creators of it. We got talking, and this was when I was back in Ontario, and I let them know I was moving out west, and they said, do you want to take it out West? And that's when the mom market Calgary came to life. And through that, I started um, meeting just a lot of women, like-minded women who wanted to stay home with their kids, didn't want to go to work. So they had these small businesses, whether it's those MLM type businesses or actual small shops when they create stuff. Mm -hmm. And I just saw a real suffer in these ladies who were just so badly wanting it to work, but didn't know how to juggle being a mom, owning a small business, and then having that business actually grow. Uh So from there, I just got started talking to these women a lot. And a lot of these women started coming to me for advice. How do you manage your social media accounts? How did you grow your business when you have two small kids? And that's when I really saw this need for more, more coaching on how to do it all. Like not just entrepreneurship, but being able to still be a full mom Mm-hmm. Um, and not, and realizing you don't have to give up being a mom or being when it, that idea of I'm a bad mom because I'm going to work. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can definitely do both. And so that's when I started getting into this kind of business coaching side of it. Amazing. That not is amazing. What a journey. <laughs> I know. It's like when I'm just saying it all, I'm like four years, holy smokes, I did a lot, but you here I am. Years, all while having almost three children. That's yes. <laughs> That is amazing. Um, and so what would you say, like, obviously these, these moms kind of came to you. Did they all come to you through the mom market? Like that's how they found you? So I think the connection definitely brought them to my personal page. There's a lot of women I have met through the mom market Calgary community that I absolutely love. And that's where the bulk of the ladies I talk with, or that's where a bulk of them were. Um, mm-hmm. But now that the word's getting out a little more, I'm definitely attracting women from all over, some from the States, some from across Canada. Um, Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it hasn't necessarily evolved into the full coaching programs I offer, but they just come to me for advice, like, how the heck do you do it? And I just love talking and sharing. I think that's what this world's about. We just all need to help connect and mm-hmm. um, help each other grow. So that's just what I love doing right now. I love it. I love it. I'm in the exact same boat with my photography, like in that photography world. Mm-hmm. Um, just side note, I also had before I kind of quit the job that I was in to start my photography full time. Um, I was in a position almost exactly like the one you were in where they dubbed it marketing. And I almost feel like, you know how on like the backs of ingredients of products and they say flavor and they can literally put whatever into flavor. Yes. But I feel like marketing is sometimes people are like, totally here. Could you also clean the bathroom? And you're like, wait a second, that's not marketing. What? That's exactly what happened to me. I was like placing Amazon orders for Lysol and I'm like, like, pardon me. (laughs) Yeah. It almost, yeah. It's, it's sad because like I, from, Um, like before that I had actually left a really good marketing job that I was in Mm. and I was actually doing marketing. And then I left because this position in all its glory seemed like 
the position to have. And it ended up being like grasses and greener on the other side. But in turn, obviously, I decided to take the leap with my photography full time. And it was the best decision I ever made. But it's funny how things just kind of, I don't know, lead you to a certain path that you have. A hundred percent. I always say like, if I didn't take that job and realized how much I hated not working for myself or wasting my days away from my kids, mm-hmm. maybe I would have never been where I am today. So, 100%. And you probably might not even have the kiddos that you have, right? Like, no, exactly. Because you might not have been in a financial position to have another one or, you know. 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I feel like all paths lead to the right spot. <laughs> I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Okay. So when you say that you coach mamas mm-hmm. um, who like are kind of looking to find that balance of being a mom and a working mom, whether that's at home or away, what do you help them with specifically? Yeah. So it really varies. I don't necessarily just say this is what we're going to do. Like it changes from person to person. Some mm-hmm. women come to me and they say, I want to start a business or I, I have interest in joining this MLM company or whatever it might be, but I don't even know where to begin. So from there, we would talk really about, well, what's stopping you? Why, why do you think you can't do this? Oh, well, it's time, it's energy, it's this and that. And I go, well, you know, you can, you can do a 40 hour work week in like condense it into two, three hours a day. You just have to be smart and efficient with your time. So there's those people. Then there's people that say, I have an Instagram page. I've had it up for six months now and I only have 200 followers and I get no sales from it. What can I do? So then we'll really dive deep into your social media. There's people who say like, I I really need to build an email list, but I have no idea even where to begin. So then we'll dive into that. So it really just depends on the person. Um, But a lot of the women at the end of the day are just looking for, I think a little bit of reassurance that it's okay. You can be a good mom and build a business and you can put Netflix on for two hours if you need to get some stuff done. Like, oh my gosh, of course. Some people, exactly, right? Like, I, and I know I still even, it's funny, I can coach women on that. I still struggle with it. Everyone struggles with those hard decisions, but yeah. it's just, I think they need just a community and someone to talk to. And that's kind of where that like coaching side comes in. Cause I'm ju- I just want to help you understand that it's okay and you can do it. Anyone can do it. I am no different than the next person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Um, I think I've just reached the point of like, screen time is good. Like I'm just, I'm like over the guilt. I'm like, it's just, yeah. especially where we are right now in this world. I'm mm-hmm. like, cool. You know, maybe we can watch a informative documentary instead. Right. Like, Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. The amount of guilt that comes. And I feel like we put it on ourselves. Like, I don't think our husbands are looking at us and being like, um, should, they shouldn't watch that much screen time. <laughs> That's the thing. It's you are, it's first of all, no one can see what's going on. Whatever you choose to do with your kids is up to you. They're totally. going to turn out. Okay. I remember growing up. I don't think my mom ever said that's enough TV. Yeah, like no. if I got sick of it, then I would go and play. And I, it's just hard when there's so many different opinions in the world right now oh, coming gosh, at yeah. you from different angles, Totally, but yeah, like for me, whether it's good for my kids or not, you know what? It's good for me and for the sanity. I a mental break. So totally. And you know what I find, especially with my four-year-old is like, if he's done watching the movie, he'll just walk away. And then I know yeah. that he's done, right? And he, like, we move on to the next activity or whatever. Um, exactly. Yeah. No, I think that we are our hardest critics. 100%. Yeah. 
um, okay, so let's just kind of, you know, create a situation here. So let's say a mama comes to you with like a brand new business idea and they say, okay, I want help building it from the very beginning, which is probably rare, right? I'm sure people Mm -hmm. come to you like after a year or something and be like, help me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, so let's just say it was a woodcrafting business. This, this person makes like toddler towers and like all that kind of stuff. So how would you kind of address getting them on the right path from the beginning? I know it's a big question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so definitely what we do to start is normally if someone were to come to me, they have some sort of business idea. Okay. So we take your idea and I would let them totally just spew out how they kind of envision it, where they want it to go, where, how they plan to execute it. And then I'll just be like, that's great. This is what I suggest. Mm -hmm. There is a simpler way. I think what happens when people create businesses or have business ideas is they get too far ahead of themselves too quickly. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, let's reel it in. Let's start with, let's just, for example, say Instagram. Okay. So first you want to start your Instagram page up. Then we're going to really dive deep into strategy. There are right and wrong ways of doing Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, if you master it, it becomes kind of like second nature and you'll, st- it's insane the benefits you'll see from it. So we'll kind of dive into that strategy. We'll get that nailed down. Then we're going to get into the next part, which might be a website. Okay. How do we connect the two? How are we going to drive people back to your website? So we're going to get into that. Then we're also going to realize what are your goals? Are your goals to just have a little bit of secondary income? Is this your full-time job? Okay. How can we really break down each day so you can get the maximum efficiency in your workload, whether that means hours a day, or if you only have two hours a day, which a lot of us being moms, we only have a couple hours a day. How can we make that two hour chunk, the most efficient two hour chunk you can out of your day? So we'll really break down how I love intention setting. I love um, really prioritizing uh, in order of what I think needs to get done first, how much time it's going to take me. And that's kind of how I break down my day. So we'll go over that. And then we'll kind of start there if you're starting from the beginning. Okay, perfect. So you would say like website and social media, like are your first kind of things to attack and kind of get those right first. Yeah. I mean, it really depends on the business, but most of the people that I deal with and the people that are coming to me are kind of, are in that online space. They're not, a lot of them aren't, um, doing uh, retail or anything like that. So that's kind of what we would work on mastering. And the thing is like social media, I mean, yes, you can pay for ads and stuff, but really you can be super successful and not spend a dime. Uh And that's what I love to just drill into people's head. Like, yes, you can do the old fashioned way of marketing, but you, if you can master your social media, figure out how to plan and, and uh, structure your day so that you can really spend the least amount of time on social media with getting the maximum results. Mm-hmm. It's free. Totally. It's just your time. Totally. You just need to attack it like exactly the right way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, okay. So then what would you say are kind of the best online practices that all businesses need to be performing kind of in order to maximize those things? Um, yeah. So you want to, depending on how many platforms you have. So if you say you have Instagram, Facebook, and a website, mm-hmm. you want to really work on connecting those as much as possible. So if you have a website and say you have, say it's a small shop on um, Instagram, if you have a website, I would create a little blog section. And with every post you make on social media, you can drop back to your blog 
and the blog will kind of expand it and it'll be a bit longer. But this way you're driving people from your website to your Instagram and your Instagram back to your website. Mm -hmm. So you want to get people on as many platforms of yours as you have. Um, You want to really understand who your audience is. Um, So this could be, there's a a topic called like your ideal client. So Mm -hmm. This can be pretty vague. Like, I don't think I have one specific person that I like to talk to, but I have a general idea of who my audience is. So if you can master who your ideal client is and speak to that person with everything you do, whether it's on your website, social media, email list, whatever, mm-hmm. um, you'll, you'll see the benefits of performing your, uh, or putting your posts out like that. Okay. No, for sure. Almost like I think in the marketing world, they call it your avatar, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Ideal client avatar. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. I know the, um, a lot of people kind of literally sit down and like describe the person so they can literally visualize. Yeah. Give them a name. Talk to them. Yeah. Like everything I do, I talk to Susie. She's a mom of two. She's 30. She has two businesses, doesn't know how, and then you're like, okay, so how can I talk to Susie with everything I do, whether it's a post or a product you're putting out, like you want it to go for that type of person every time. Totally. Um, and so let's just say kind of backtrack to your career. So when you were doing the blogs, that was before Hudson's Heart, is that correct? Yeah, that was before Hudson to Heart. That, that was just really me. I was a younger mom. I had Hudson when I was just about 24. So I was younger and I was the first of my friends to have kids. And I was like, I just need to, I, it was lonely. I was, so I was in Calgary, my family was in Toronto and I was, I just needed an outlet to be like, Oh my gosh, I read these things on the internet and I didn't agree, but yeah. I don't have any friends to talk to talk to about it with. So I'm going to put it on a blog and I, it, that's kind of where it all began. And so would you say that like the clients you got from like for Hudson to Heart came from your blog? Um, yeah, I definitely think it gave me a bit of a leg to stand on where a lot of the clients came from was when I started doing markets. Like you, I had to put myself out there. Mm-hmm. And then once I started getting a handle of social media, it would kind of just all intertwine. Like it's not a one way, any business, I don't think you can just focus on one platform whatever your product or service might be. Um, you really need to utilize as many things as you can and really figure out how to interconnect them all. For sure. Um, okay. So let's go to your Instagram for a second. If you made a post, um, Mm -hmm. would that post on your Instagram then be on your blog even still like you're doing it back and forth? So it depends. So not every post, um, I'm just actually about to relaunch my website and my blog. Um, Mm but it depends. So if there is something I want to say more of, and I don't want to just make this extremely long 2200 character caption, Mm -hmm. I will do a brief synopsis on my caption. And then I'll say head to the blog or link in bio to read more on it. Usually the blog posts I like to do are very mom focused. Um, just because I think there's a lot of moms I know being when I was a first time mom, I was on the blogs, like just trying to connect. Like I just, am I alone in this? Am I alone in this? That's where I like to kind of direct my blog post. But now that I've gotten more into the business coaching side, there's going to be a whole blog section on growing online business and business tips. And yeah. 
Okay. That makes sense. But you're right. So everything just needs to be intertwined. Maybe yes. not every post, like if your kids are, I don't know. I mean, your kids should be on your blog, but you know what I mean? Yes. No, They're exactly. Posts. Not every post, but I think directing people back to your website or, and if you sell things on your website, then you've got the person on your website. Okay. Now what can they do from there? Uh-huh. So uh-huh. it's just, yeah. Um, and then one more question about your Instagram then. Mm-hmm. So would you change the link in your bio, most days it's your website. Mm -hmm. So let's just say you wanted to redirect them to wherever. Would you just change the link in your bio or would everything be on your website? Yeah, just change it. So you want people, if you are trying to send someone somewhere from your Instagram page, you want them to click as least amount of times as possible or you will lose them. Unless you are an account with a gazillion followers, that's, you will likely lose them. So if you can make it as simple for them as possible, so if it's a blog post or a product you're featuring or a service, a new service you have or whatever it might be, make that link in your Instagram bio go directly to the product or service. Okay. Or you will lose them. They're not going to be bothered. (laughs) You need to give them an interest point to leave your Instagram to go somewhere else. Exactly. Okay. Um, All right. So kind of going into that, then what would you say your five biggest Instagram tips are? Ooh, I like this question. (laughs) I feel like there's more than five, but we'll just do five. Um, so if you have a business, I think this is a mistake. A lot of people, I think people are getting better at it, but, um, a lot don't realize that there's personal Instagram pages and business profiles. First of all, make it a business profile. Mm -hmm. Once you do this, there are so many features that are so beneficial and so user-friendly Um, like analytics, for example. So your analytics will tell you not only how many people are hitting it up, but also optimal times to post, which posts do well. Some, for some accounts posts that are just text or a quote do really well. So you'll know, maybe I need to do more of those. Um, also your stories. If you have stories that have a poll in it, say, you will see if those do well. And if they do well, that's what your audience likes. So you can really utilize this tool to um, put out the most beneficial content for what your audience likes. Okay. Um, Kind of moreover from that, engaging content. You always want your content, whether it's a post or a story, whatever it might be, to have your um, audience engaged in it. So whether it's a poll or if you do drop an emoji, if, or double tap or send to a friend, the more you do this, not only does it get your name out more, but Instagram will, um, they'll applaud you for that. And they'll say, Oh, okay. Your audience is very engaged. So we're going to bump you up when people are searching for what certain topics. Okay. Um, but also on the side of engaging, respond to people. Mm -hmm. There's nothing more ridiculous than going to a profile where someone just thinks they're better than everyone and and doesn't take the time. And yes, people with a million followers, you're not going to talk to everyone, but if you take the time to just respond to people, whether it's a DM or comment on your picture and you just say, thank you, people will be like, wow, they are like a real person. They're not a robot. This isn't a computer doing it for them. Mm -hmm. Um, so just, you just want to, yeah, just be a real person. Um, you want to be relatable. Uh, you want to, I tried to follow a guide of posting valuable content, educational content, and personal content, and kind of switch that up. So I have a whole content calendar that I like to follow for the most part. Mm -hmm. So I kind of know 
what day, what type of content I'm going to post, which is super beneficial. And once you kind of master the whole content calendar thing, that's a whole other topic we get into, but it just makes it a lot easier. But you want to, yeah, you want to provide some value, whether this is a fact or a statistic or whatever. And then education, give your, whatever it might be, like you with photography, you could give a couple tips for the day of how to take the perfect Instagram picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and then personal, like I like to throw in my kids and I'll keep those captions super short sometimes, but sometimes like, was it last week or the week before I had a meltdown and I just talked about it. Cause I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like with everything going on, I had a meltdown and that's a personal story and people can relate to that. And you mm-hmm. want to, I'm still selling stuff on my account, like my services, but I'm still a real person. I'm not just going to sell, sell, sell. Yeah, totally. And did that post to get a lot of relatability? Ex- totally. Like people, are, yeah. people were messaging me being like, oh my gosh, you don't even know I had the same meltdown today. It's okay. Totally. And, and then that makes me feel better too. Like you don't have to be a robot just because you're selling something. No, totally. Um, Yeah. So I think, and people, it really resonates with people when you're relatable and you will likely, no matter what you're selling, if you are not, I I don't like using the word authentic because I think it gets very overused, but it's true. If you're just an authentic, relatable person, you will see the benefits of that. And it'll make you feel good too. Like there's nothing I love more than connecting with other moms who are just having a crappy day or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. So yeah. No, I absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, okay. So this is kind of a tough question, but with everything going on in this crazy world right now, mm-hmm. I know that I personally have like definitely lessened what I've been posting on my personal and on my business. Um, and I'm sure it's because everybody just gets like bogged down in what's going on and they're like, what do I have to say? So what do you recommend for business owners and like, you know, bloggers and, and that kind of stuff? Like, what would you say to them? in this day and age and what's going on right now? It's funny. I think that's a big topic right now. Um, There's a lot of people who come to me saying, I feel like it's not right for me to launch my business right now or Mm -hmm. talk about my successes because, and it's, I think what we all need to do is we need to acknowledge what's going on. Mm -hmm. We all know what's going on. So acknowledge it, but put a spin on it. Like I'm, there are days where I'm just breaking down over it. Like I just can't handle my kids anymore. I need to get out of the house, but I can't cause it's freezing out. And so I get it. We all, we're all suffering, but you know what? There are silver linings in all of it. And I think we need to not be afraid to share positive things or share that my business is doing better than ever. Yes. Some are suffering, but some are doing okay. Like I know a lot of fitness coaches are doing really well right now because of all the online fitness Uh things people want to get into. And I think you need to acknowledge it, but you don't need to dwell on it. And you don't need to be afraid of launching your business or launching a new product just because of what's going on. Uh No, absolutely. Everyone in the world right now is adjusting and pivoting and doing what you can to survive and keep your businesses going. And I think you just need to, yeah, like I said, acknowledge it, but then move on. You need to keep going. Life has to go on. Absolutely. And we're all in the same boat. So when you do feel like dark, like we just have to remember that we are literally all going through the exact same thing right now. A hundred percent. And you know what? Do you know what? I said that the other day. I'm like, how funny, like in some weird way, this is one of the very few things the whole entire world is experiencing together. Exactly. Exactly. Like natural disasters happen across 
the world, but don't necessarily affect us. Mm-hmm. But this is one thing we're all experiencing, which is kind of crazy, but it's crazy. No. But yeah, it's just something like use it. So use that to be like, you know what? I'm going through it too, but we're in this together. How can we help lift each other up? And it's amazing the things that have been going on online right now of people just coming together and making a difference. No, it's, and I feel like even like when you go to the grocery store or whatever, it's, I've never seen people so friendly. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like people are just excited to see someone. Like, seriously, don't you notice how you go days without even seeing a human other than your children or your husband? I know. <laughs> and then you go for like a, like a, we went for a walk, I want to say last week, and we were walking the pathways in our community. And this family that was going sledding, like literally stopped walking. They were like, how are you guys? Are you guys doing okay? Do you need yeah. it? I'm like, I've never met this guy before in my life, but they were so friendly. Yeah. Everyone. And that's the thing. Like, even if, even if you're just putting out content to acknowledge that, like, this is going on, but like, mm-hmm. let's talk. Do you want to mm-hmm. talk to me? Do you need someone to talk to? Like, I am open to just talk. Totally. No, absolutely. Yeah. It's just it's a time bad. where, yeah, we got to all just come together in some way or the other, whether it's like actually spending money and purchasing anything, if it's a small shop or whatever, or just mm-hmm. being there as a friend. Totally. No, 100%. I think that this, if anything, will teach the entire world how to communicate in a better way. Absolutely. Yeah. I totally agree. And just work differently, like be a little more cautious and smart and, but in like in all facets of life, like personal business, whatever, like you just, I feel like we've all slowed down and had to realize how to adjust in a time where your resource resources might be limited. Totally. And just, it's going to change the way that some businesses actually mm-hmm. work. So yeah. like I had a wonderful doula on a week ago mm-hmm. and uh, she was saying like, until this happened, they would have never even really entertained the idea of like a virtual doula option. But right now they have to, like, that's how yes. they do it. And she's like, now it's going to change. Like now I could talk to someone in Saskatchewan and yes. virtual doula support. Right. It's so, and you know what, like when it comes to things like doulas, like that's what people are just looking for support, like someone oh. to talk to, someone to call in the middle of the night. It's totally. yeah, it is. It's that's the thing. And like for her, that's opened up a whole new business totally venture. And it, you don't have to feel guilty about that. But she had said like, and unless this happened as horrible as it is, yeah. they would have never even thought about it. Yeah. So it's, it's so crazy. true. Yeah. People are just like virtual markets. So the market that we were talking about offline yeah. that's happening right now um, was supposed to be obviously an in-person market, mm-hmm. but now they've done this virtual market. It's done yeah. super, super well. And so now that will probably be an option in the, in the future. Yes. Well, that's what we were saying with the mom market Calgary, because that's what we've switched to that virtual market route. And yeah. I think the exact same thing, like maybe this is something we take on every couple of months because you don't have to leave your house if you don't want to or whatever. And it's like, while it's still work for the vendors because they're filling orders and stuff, mm-hmm. it's not as part of a day for them. So maybe this will be something that's appealing as well. Like totally. who knows, but that's the thing. And we don't need to, no one needs to feel guilty that yes, some businesses are suffering, mine included, yeah. but you don't have to feel guilty about taking on a new business venture right now. And you no. can be proud of that and you can put that out online and who cares what people are going to say because you're doing what you need. Everyone's just trying to survive right now. Totally. It is survival mode. And, and this, this new way of life is going to be a way for us to all thrive in a different way. Yeah. Which is 
kind of cool in a way because totally it's just teaching us a lesson 100 absolutely yeah. yep teaching us a lesson to also like I don't know, just enjoy the things that we do have and not maybe lust after the things that we don't necessarily want or need. Yeah. Right. Well, and you know, it's funny, like there, I'm so grateful I can work from home and I love that I can still be home with my kids and I've figured out a way to master my days so that I don't feel like I'm working around the clock. Mm-hmm. But I used to sometimes say, man, you know what, maybe I wish I was the one going to work every day and getting to leave the house. But you know what? in this time, I've realized like, how lucky am I that my businesses get to go on? I still get to work and I've learned and I've, I've done a couple courses over this time, like at night, just because you're in that mode where you're like, okay, well, we have to all adjust and change and figure out a new way of doing it. So how can we do that? Okay, let's learn. I've read books and I've done a couple courses online and I've learned things that I probably would have never taken the time to learn Mm -hmm. if all this wasn't going on. And I didn't feel like I had to adjust and change. So hundred percent. Um, okay. So quickly, can you run down what a typical day would look like even right now? Like how do you balance your days? Yeah. So I try to get up around five fifteen or five thirty every day, which is a struggle, especially right now with <laughs> this growing human inside me. Yeah. But you know what? I like, I honestly cherish that two hours when my kids aren't awake mm-hmm. where I can just focus. So that's when I usually start my day. It's quiet for me. Um, the night before, I should start the night before. So the night before, I usually set my intentions for the day. I like to do three to five intentions and I order them in order of importance. And this could be anything from business to my house, to my kids, whatever it might be. So when I wake up, I go through that intention list and I'll start on one of the things, usually business related because it's easier to do when the kids aren't awake. So um, I'll just start working away at that. Then my kids wake up, we do breakfast, Um, and then we will usually do kind of a quiet time activity, um, that I'm present for. So I try to be present for at least one, if not two big activities. So we'll do an art or or a craft or a game or whatever. Then we try to do, um, some quiet, independent quiet time after that, whether it's a show or they just play quietly. And this is when I'll really work away for another 30 to 45 minutes on something, And then I will usually, we'll have lunch. I put Kennedy, my one and a half year old, down for a nap. And then while she's napping, my son is usually pretty good about watching a movie or doing something quiet by himself. And this is when I'll take a good hour to an hour and a half to really crush out whatever it might be, emails, um, whatever's on my intention list for the day that's work-related. That's the time I'll do that. Then when the baby wakes up, we usually do another activity all together because I find if I don't give them that focused attention, they'll just fall off the handle. It'll just be a rough afternoon. So we'll do that. And then um, once we do get through dinner time and bedtime, if there's a deadline for that day or something I really need to complete for that day, I will do that before they go to bed and my husband will deal with bedtime mm-hmm. or I wait till my eldest is asleep around 7.30 and then I'll crush out another hour to two hours. Again, depending, every day is a little different, but that's kind of a typical day. And then one other major thing I do is I take an hour or two on Saturdays or Sundays and I plan out content for the week. So this could either be captions or editing pictures, putting the picture with the caption, um, really planning out my week so that when the week comes... I don't have to think about, that's one last thing I have to think about. No, absolutely. Kind of, um, how it okay. goes. 
that sounds like you, uh, you have it all down pat. (laughs) (laughs) I try, you know what, before I didn't have these kind of structures in place that worked well for me, Uh I was just running around like a chicken with his head, with his head cut off Mm -hmm. being like, I have a million things to do and I don't even know where to begin. You know what? And then I would get frazzled and I'd just be like, "I, I can't do this. I can't do this. No. And I found I had to get up early. I had to take those hour chunks guilt free put the kids in front of a movie and not care and really crush out a good hour. And then now that I've kind of mapped out my days and figured out that in this hour chunk, and yes, things happen and not every day is perfect, but this is like how a perfect day would look. I take that hour chunk and I'm like, I know in an hour now what I can accomplish, whether that's a slew of emails or engaging with my followers. So that's answering DMs, responding to people's comments, whatever it might be. Like I know kind of how, what I can accomplish in an hour or two. And that's how I structure my day. I love it. I love it. I do feel like structure is definitely, or like, like some kind of structure. So for me, I don't even touch my computer, like to edit photos and things like that until after the boys have gone to sleep because otherwise I'm just constantly interrupted and things just get messed up. And so I'm like, I just need to, so that's kind of my thing. Like my once, once it's dark, I'm on my computer. Yes. Um, and I think I definitely need some more structure, but I feel like if you have some structure, it's easier to get certain things done. Right. Yeah. And for me, like I'm not, I like to go to bed at nine o'clock. So that's why I'd rather get up at five 30, but for you working at night works for you. So whatever works, but you need to find those chunks of day, chunks of your day where you can really focus. Cause you're right. That like interrupted trying to answer emails thing when people, when the kids are asking for snacks, like you just don't focus and get stuff done. Those are the times where you like accidentally send an email. Yes. Things that they were saying to you, like the kid. Yes. Something about Paw Patrol and your client's like, what? Or you just don't even finish the email and you send it back and they're like, pardon, was there an end to that email? Oh goodness. Sorry. I didn't even mean to send it. Right. Oh my goodness. Um, Okay. So kind of before we end off here, what would you say are your five favorite apps that you use for your business besides you not Instagram Instagram is obvious uh, obviously okay um so I love Lightroom for editing my Mm -hmm. pictures and Tezza which are two really good ones okay um some sort of planning app so there's preview planly plan there's a a couple of them you can use where you can really um set up your Instagram page with a bunch of pictures so you can visualize how it's going to all look because that's a big part of branding as well. So you want Mm -hmm. your feet to look nice. Um, Mojo's a really fun one that I've gotten into recently for um, story videos. So they're really, they just make some really cute and you can put like nice looking captions on them. Um, I don't know how many I just said, but. (laughs) Three. Um, And then what other apps do I use a lot? Um, You want some sort of, um, sketch. So I don't, this is very person dependent. Like I like to have a handwritten planner as well as having, um, like Google calendar. So I have an iPhone, so I have my iPhone calendar, but I like Google calendar just for work stuff because it really breaks it down. So some sort of something that'll alert you to do things at certain time of day. If you're that kind of person who needs that reminder, Mm -hmm. um, what else? Ooh, I think you got one more. Ooh, (laughs) those are the ones I use the most. I'm trying to think of like what other people say they use. Um, there's so many photo editing apps that are really good. Yeah. I don't know. Those are the ones I use the most. You want a good editing app, a good video editing app, 
a planning app mm-hmm. and then you could get, like get into more like automation and stuff like that. There's one called, um, I think it's called Trello where you can kind of like connect a bunch of uh, things you have to do. Okay. That'd be totally wrong. I think that's what it's called though. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it, I, again, it depends on why you, I like to hand write a lot of my stuff. Like I like having sticky notes and stuff. So while I use apps for a lot of the editing and stuff, when it actually comes to business planning, I'm old fashioned where I like oh, to actually write things down. I hear you. Yeah. For, for my photography, I always have a list, like a running list. Yes. It's like yeah. the, I don't know if it's just the gratification of crossing off. Yes. That's what it is. There's nothing I love more than looking at my planner and just crossing it all off. And then I'm like, haha, what a successful day. I love it. I love it. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, this chat was so fun. Um, if anybody wants to find you or get some yep. coaching from you, where can they find you? So Ali Unfiltered is my business coaching slash blog page. Um, Mm -hmm. Then I'm on the mom market underscore Calgary on Instagram and Facebook and Hudson Hart is my small shop. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much for giving me some time on your, now that I know you're scheduled Saturday, I, uh, I'm glad you were able to give me some time. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for having me. I, I just, I love talking about this stuff and I'm here to help anyone who even just wants someone to talk to, whether you want to actually invest or not, you just want someone to talk to, you know where to find me. That is amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Allie, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Hey, mamas, before you go, if you love this show and found it benefited you in an amazing way, take a screenshot of this podcast and post it in your Instagram stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. And also, if you haven't gone to iTunes yet, take 30 seconds to leave us a review and told us how much you love us. Go do that. It pushes us and lights us up like you are why we decided to do this show. So thanks for listening and we can't wait to chat with you next time.